0: Amen, amen. You happy to be here this morning? Isn't God good? You excited? It's a resurrection. You do, you do, you do know that the tomb is empty, right? You do know that he, he came out with victory. He didn't come out wondering. He didn't come out chasing something. He came out owning things. And, and man, it's just such a good day. Are you, I, I just want to ask you a question. I know, I know everybody shows up in their best on Easter. Uh, you know, when I was a kid on Easter Sunday, the few times that I did go to church, you was getting baptized because Grandmama was coming. You know that kind of thing. It didn't matter how many times you have been dunked, you getting dunked again. Um, but you know, we have to move past those things. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on announcements or things like that today. I have something strong in my spirit that I really think we need to get to, and, and I've got a limited amount of time to get at you there. Uh, but I do want to make sure, I do want to make sure that you understand uh, what I'm talking about today. So. Uh, this may not be one of those sermons where you're just trying to get everybody to run and shout But it is going to be content rich, amen I-, I told the team this morning in the meeting, and I don't, don't normally do this But I'm telling you, um, it- I've seen something And uh, if-, if you will give me the leeway uh, to-, to get this out the right way uh, it may- I- I'm just going to go ahead and-, and give you some, some clarification up front uh, it may challenge your theological mind. It may challenge what Papa and them told you. It may, it may challenge your religiosity. It may challenge all those things. Uh, but, but do you realize that when God gave you the ability to pray, he gave you the ability to pray to get results every time? Amen. Amen. And that's what he wants from us. He wants results every time. And to get there, see, a lot of times the reason we don't get results every time is because we are not sitting in a situation where we understand what has really taken place for us on this day. We're really good at celebrating Christmas, and we're really good at celebrating holidays, and we're really good at all these things. But I I think it's more important versus the celebration to just understand why things are the way they are. Amen? Because if you know why things are the way they are, then you'll really begin to settle in. And and I I don't plan to go into teacher mode today, but if that is what happens, we're just going to enjoy it, right? Amen. Everybody's smiling because they know that's probably what's fixing to happen. All right. Today we're starting a, a message, it may be a series, it may not, I don't know, but we're starting to be continued. You know, would you agree with me that, that Hollywood has kind of like run out of ideas? Yeah. They're remaking movies over and over and over and over and over. And, and what they've done is they found a system that works. They found uh, the, this Avengers series and now the, the DC comics are picking up on it. They, what they've done is they've, they've made you sit in a movie theater an extra 20 minutes to the end of the credits to see what's next. Because something's to be continued, Right. I mean, something's coming. There's a mystery there. There's something you don't know yet. And you just got to know. So at the end of the movie is really not the end of the movie. So in, on Resurrection Sunday, it's really easy to say the death on the cross wasn't the end, right? The problem is, is we, don't, we, don't under, we do understand that it wasn't the end, but we have no idea what the beginning was. We have no idea what it was for. Oh, uh, you know, it gave, me, it gave me an opportunity to get saved. Yes, and you just got a fire policy? Or or are you supposed to live in victory? Are you supposed to be in a situation where you surrender to what he did on that cross? I love the fact that they sang a song, Death Was Arrested. Amen. I've been arrested. (laughs) As you can tell, (laughs) still in me. Um, I've been arrested by by people. Thankfully, I've never been arrested by Ray, Uncle Ray Ray back there. (laughs) He He still would get me if he needed to. But the truth don't don't amen that. <laughs> but the truth is, is when I was arrested, because I know all y'all holy, but see, I've been arrested. And when I was arrested before, uh, I, I acted like I was going to whoop somebody. And I acted like I was going to tear up every cop there. And, and I was tough till I got in the back of that car and I couldn't get out. Then snot and tears started then. Then say, like, hey, where's my mama? I'm 20 years old. Where's mama? See, because all of a sudden things have changed. So, do you think an end result is, oh, I'm going to deal with this? But there's always actions beyond that. Amen? And that's what we're talking about today. Go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1. They're going to have the King James on the screen. Uh, and I'm going to be reading uh, King James as well. You read whatever you have. But I want you to see this. This is speaking of Jesus. Uh, Ephesians 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Amen? Amen. And forgiveness of sins, amen. According to the riches of his grace, amen. (laughs) Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all what? Wisdom and prudence. Look at that. You got five things right there. Five things. Prudence, wisdom, grace, salvation. You get to walk in all these things in wisdom. And we just blow past these scriptures. Go, Go back, go back for me. Back up for me, Juan. Whoever's on the computer back there, back up for me just a little bit. Computers not cooperating. There we go. In whom we have, say, redemption, Redemption. forgiveness, Forgiveness. grace, next scripture. Somebody get that computer some coffee. (laughs) Wisdom, say wisdom, and prudence. So here's the thing. Now, now this is not what I'm preaching, but I'm going to hang out right here a minute. In one breath and in one text, you have the right to say, I have these things. Amen. Y'all got to understand that, that the, the Word is a living, breathing document. It is not a history book. It's not. And, and I, my, my job today is to try to get you to understand some things about the Word. And I honestly hesitated... Preaching this on an Easter Sunday because you have a lot of guests and, and people, you know, you know they, they come and they're not, may not be used to your church. But the truth is, is I, I feel like everybody in this room is smart enough and deep enough to catch what God is saying today. Because I want to be able to, to put it out to you the right way so you can get results in your life. Amen? Amen? Verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which He has purposed in, uh, he has purposed in himself... That the dispensation of the fullness of times, that he might gather together all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are in earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Say inheritance. Being predestinated. We're going to hang out right there because some of y'all don't get that right. We're predestinated according to the purpose of him who works after the counsel of his own will. Who's counseling God? You ever thought about that? Who's he talking to? Lord help me. They're looking at me funny already. I'm I'm going to try to get probably three hours worth of preaching in the next 20 minutes. I'm going to fail miserably, but I'm going to try. Jesus was not a religious figure. Matter of fact, Jesus was a legal political figure. Because he came... Listen, he didn't come here as a religious figure to teach you how to act. He came here as a king to extend his kingdom. Amen. Which means, some of y'all starting to get it already. He came to give you an opportunity to figure out who his counseled, which is the Trinity, what his will is, being predestinated. Look, in him, in whom also we have been uh, ordained to have what? An inheritance in him. So when you come to the blood, when you come to the cross, when you accept Jesus, it's not about your behavior. It's about accepting a legal document and judgment that has been judged on your behalf. Now, if you're in a situation, like I said, I've been arrested, but if you've ever been in a situation to where you are standing in a courtroom, unless you want to win inside, it's not very comfortable. And you have to understand that what is rendered in this situation, the judgment rendered is the judgment you will go by. And if you go against that judgment, that is where things happen in your life that shouldn't happen. Amen. So this is what predest... Can I I just mess with your theology? I know Papa told you something. Just listen. I got the mic. Predestination is not people predestined to heaven and predestined to hell. That's not what that junk is. That is false preaching and somebody that will not study. Predestination is he wants you... You got to put it in context. You are being predestinated according... Not in an accordion. According to the purpose, which is his purpose, of him who works all things after the counsel of his own. The Bible talks about, April said this in the meeting today, the Bible talks about the steps of a righteous man are ordered. That's a judgment. That's a rendering. The Bible talks about that the, the enemy forever is standing before him, bringing junk up against you. That's a prosecutor with no case. It's a righteous judge. Are you all with me? We have made the mistake of thinking that church, that our work, we, we, listen, we don't worship God. Let me, let me just tell you something. I said this Wednesday night, and we're just going to talk about it. We don't worship a dualistic service. We don't worship a dualistic Bible. We do not worship a God who has an equally bad devil. We, listen, we worship a God who defeated an enemy with a breath. The only only thing that the enemy has for you is words. His words go against your predestination of the will. Which means you're listening to. You got a will that's been rendered that you got $10 million, and somebody keeps telling you, you broke, you're going to laugh at them. Oh, you broke. <laughs> if you're smart, you better not tell them what you got. Because everybody got a friend after 100 grand. <laughs> Everybody's your buddy. You know, preachers today, and I'm not knocking churches or preachers, but I, wanna, I want you to understand something. I didn't grow up in church. So what little time I did spend in the church, it was two things. It was good God, bad devil. That's what I learned. And what we've done is we've preached the devil is a liar. I'm marching to the enemy's camp, taking back what he stole from me. Well, oh, well, we all don't don't look at me like that. Y'all all shouted about that stuff. But that is completely unbiblical. You have been given a judgment through the blood. You've been given something that's been rendered. It's over. And what we've done is we've decided we're going to go onto the battlefield and we're going to take back what he stole from us. But the judgment doesn't say you're law enforcement. That's what the angels are for. We're, we're so screwed up in our faith, we don't even know what's supposed to be working where. We're thinking if we get in here and shout enough, God will do something. Oh, if we praise enough, God will do something. If we bring it high, God will do that. The pastor just lay hands It's It is finished. Which means across the righteous desk of a righteous judge came the judgment that says, through that blood, they all write. Amen. Well, Pastor, I just don't believe that. I got the mic. Amen. Amen. Listen, in our type of churches, and when I say type, I'm talking about spirit-filled, we believe in the gifts, not afraid to worship freely, that type of church, that's, that's who I am, that's what I am, that's all I know how to be. But the truth is, is in our type of churches, what we've done is we've settled in on things that sound good, but have kept people bound because it sounded good. Oh, we had church today, but you in the same mess on Tuesday you was on Friday. Because you don't have any, you don't have anything to do battle with the right way. See, We've talked about suffering for weeks now. The suffering is the mental anguish of understanding a new way to live. That's what the suffering is. The suffering has nothing to do with you marching into the enemy's camp and taking back what he stole from. That ain't your job. Your job's to stand there and say, bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, Jesus. Y'all making me dig today. Go to Revelation 19. Oh Lord, he's going to Revelation and he's got a tie on. Yep, it's gonna get real today. <laughs> listen, turn to Revelation 19, but as you're going there, listen to what I'm about to say. Don't raise your hands because I don't want to know your business. But I I can say this for me, and I know most of you can say this. How many of y'all have had battles in your life that's just gone on too long? This should have been over. This should have, I, I mean, everybody done prayed for me. They done slathered my head up like a pig. They done got on me. I done fell on the floor. Somebody cast three things out of me. I'm still fighting. Would you agree? It's been going on too long. It's going on too long because we don't understand. So as you go to Revelation 19, here's what we're going to talk about. Revelation 19, 11, And I saw in heaven opened up. And behold, a white horse and sat upon it. Was him called faithful and true and in righteous? He does judge and make war. A righteous judge. The first scene in Revelation, the very first scene that talks about heaven and how it looks like, the very first thing that is said is there is a righteous judge who makes war, which means he is a righteous judge who renders and embarks and puts in and says, They got your junk, they got to bring it back. I've been on the wrong side of the law too many times. And what I've learned is this. You might think you're winning. You ain't. They're going to get you. If Crimson's involved, they're going to get you. Especially on this highway right out here. Y'all get that on the way home when y'all. Y'all better slow down is all I got to say. (laughs) I like Crimson. He's a good guy. But here's the thing. Some of y'all visitors, y'all, who is Crimson? Trust me. He'll roll tide you all the way to the jail. Trust me on that. But here's the thing. There was a righteous judge in the first window and picture painted of heaven, which means we're in the grand courtroom, not a worship center. Y'all get this. You have had judgments rendered on your favor. You just don't know what they say. Jesus has given, I'm telling you, I've, I've been before the Lord, I've lost people, I've lost things, I've lost battles, I don't understand, and I've laid on my face. My wife will tell you, the past few months, I've been weird. I have been, mean, I have, because God's talking to me about this stuff, and it's anti-anything I've ever seen in my life. And I realize, all these years, I've been missing it. Because if a judge gives me a judgment, I got people in here in the legal profession, so I don't mean to embarrass anybody. But 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 Sam, where's Sam? There, Sam. If somebody gives, if you're my lawyer and somebody gives a judgment on my behalf, and let's say Ryan is is the plane, Satan. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> and he's telling the judge how awful I am. And oh, his behavior, and this and that and the other. But yet Sam has evidence, we call the blood. That says it's already been handled. Then when the judgment comes down in my favor, I don't have to do anything to enforce that, correct? I win. See, what we've done is we've tried to be right. We got so much legal people in here. I don't know if God's blessing me or setting me up. <laughs> Ray gets to grab me up, cuff me up not well, not today, you got to get the fingers, but cuff me up but if if I put myself against anything that's been rendered in this world to be legal. What we've done is we've lived our lives as Christians trying to enforce something that people that were given to enforce it should be doing, and we're trying to do something we were never anointed to do. We're trying to be the lawyers. We're trying to be the judges. What we've done is we've gotten so caught up in punishment, we've rebuked the devil. The devil is a liar. I'm taking back my stuff. We're doing all this, and the truth is that's good preaching, but are you winning? Winning is quiet. Meekness is controlled authority. Jesus died on a cross, bled into the dust of the earth, which is what you were created of, and went all the way back to time, all the way back to the moment that it started, and said, every sin from this moment forward, I cover. And you get to stand before a righteous judge under the blood and say, wasn't me, because that man's dead. Well, Pastor, you know, I don't care what you were doing at midnight last night. You get to come through the blood and catch up. Listen, (laughs) you ever ever seen them things on TV where they they say, call this lawyer. We we got it. We got everybody going to get in on this lawsuit. We're going to sue somebody for $13 billion and your check is 13 cents. You're trying to get in on something. Well, I just don't think I can get it. Here's the beauty of Jesus. Jesus has made it to where you get to stand before a righteous judge and accept something he paid for. You don't have to earn it. This is, where, this is where the grace movement has failed. We've taught grace, but we've not taught why. You don't have to take back what was stolen from you because it's already been taken back. Y'all, y'all, y'all still looking at me like you ain't drinking a Kool-Aid yet. Let's move forward. The Bible talks about a great cloud of witnesses Who do we have Where do you have witnesses in the courtroom The Bible talks day and night About about the enemy accusing you day and night The Bible talks about the steps of a good man Or order The Bible talks about all of these things And they're all legal terms Are y'all seeing this We've come in here And we felt like Boy if that praise team does a good job today We can get free You free now Are y'all hearing me You're free now. You have the victory in your favor now. The judgment's been rendered in your favor now. You have everything you need to walk in freedom now. You have everything you need to break that pornography, that alcoholism, that problem, that issue. Whatever it is you're dealing with it, whatever it is that keeps coming up, whatever it is that keeps having your bad attitude, whatever keeps showing up in your life, you have it now. You just haven't learned that it's been rendered in your favor and you don't know how to hold the paper up and say, it's mine. I told you last week, in the spirit, if there's no ownership, there's no outrage. How many of y'all own your cars? Come on, y'all y- 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 did not walk here. How many of y'all own your cars? I ain't talking about making payments. You own it, sure. You, you, come on. No, we ain't talking about payments. Come on, get your hands out. Oh, All y'all own a car? Now, I'm going to send Tyler out there with a can of spray paint. And he going spray paint the website on every one of y'all, gatheringchurch.life. How many of y'all going to whoop him in the parking lot? (laughs) All the hands went up, yeah. You know why? Because you own it. That's yours. We don't own our faith because we don't know it. You can have a million-dollar judgment in your favor, but if nobody's let you know it's yours, you're still broke. You can have a judgment in your favor that you ain't going to prison for the rest of your life. But if your lawyer ain't called you and told you it's all good, you still stressing tight. You understand the things in your life that would be broken by accepting what is already yours. You know why April can walk into a Walker County jail and lead 20 women to Jesus in a month? Because she's telling them value. They see no value. But yet she reveals value. Now, look, let's read, let us read. Let me show you something. Let me, let me qualify this. Let me, let me prove this. Go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Y'all saying, Pastor, I just don't believe it. Here we go. I'm fixing to prove it to you. Rightly divide the word. Amen? Can't take one scripture and just juice it. You got you to rightly divide it. <clears throat> and he spoke a parable, Luke 18, verse 1. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end. That men ought to always pray and not faint. Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God. Pay attention to this. There was a judge that feared not God. Neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But after a while he said within himself, though I fear not God nor I regard man. Yet because this woman is wearing me out, I will do what she asked. Think about that. Think about the fact that she knew what was right. She knew she had been wronged. Now listen, now all you Pentecostal people fix and get a little mad or a little happy, it's up to you. We have spent lifetimes on the battlefield when we were supposed to win in the courtroom. Satan has tricked us into battling when our job is not to declare to him but to go before a righteous judge and say, it's mine. Faith is where the will of God is known, not randomly slapping a Cadillac and believing for it. Faith is knowing what he said and knowing it's yours. If you don't know where your faith is or what it's in, how can you walk in victory? This is why you see people come up and and we lay hands on 27 people and and 25 of them fall out and 24 of them still struggling on Monday. Because they came up to encounter, they didn't come up to win. Listen, I believe in the move of the Holy Spirit. Don't get me wrong, I'll lay hands on you in a heartbeat. You don't want this one, we'll go with this one. But the truth is, your reaction to the move of the Spirit is just your body reacting to power. The power is there to enforce What should already be in you. You should know that you win. You should know that it's yours. You should know that the enemy can't keep taking from you. That it's an illegal action. If somebody breaks into my house. And somebody is going after my wife and my daughters. My boys know how to shoot. But if they're going after my daughters. Who could probably shoot better than they can. Just FYI. And I take him out. It's not because I hate him because I love them y'all gotta understand something judgment was rendered not for hatred of the enemy but of love for you get off the battlefield quit trying to win something that's already yours if you've ever had to deal with the legal system it's very frustrating but when the day comes that it's all over it's like it moves so fast boom 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 it's over I was called to jury duty one time. See, I want to be on a jury. Most people be like trying to get out of it. I want to be on a jury. I don't know why. Maybe it's my sick, weird, twisted, get them. I don't know. But I want to be on jury. And I'm sitting in this jury. I'm sitting in this room one day's courtroom, and there's probably 50 of us in there. And we've been in there two or three hours. And then all of a sudden... Two or three of the judges come in and sit down, very kind, talking to us and said, you know what, we're just going to dismiss all of you now. And, uh, you know, everything's been settled. We don't need you. So everybody's like, whoo, you know, they get up walking out and I'm mad. I don't know why. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know why. So as I'm walking by and I'm speaking to one of the judges and he's, he recognized me from the gym. And he said, hey, how's it going? I said, it's going good. What the, what's the deal, man? He said, you know, funny things happen with lawyers when there's a room full of jurors upstairs. They tend to settle things out real fast. I thought, that's pretty neat, but these poor families are for whatever side of this thing who've been sitting here stressing and worrying and carrying on and all this stuff, and now all of a sudden it's gone. They emotionally don't know how to handle it. Now, what's what's my point? Here's my point. Please don't take this the wrong way. But when we've lived our life in a religious mindset, and we think a certain way, because somebody's taught us that, that's fine, that was the revelation they had to now. But the Bible says for you to go from glory. To glory, to glory, from revelation, from manifested promise, to revelation, to manifested promise. So, what you've got to do is understand that all of a sudden, when you get in the presence of somebody who's taking you to another level, it doesn't feel exactly like you're used to. However, you may not be able to process it mentally, but somewhere in there, I feel freedom. That is the law at work on your behalf. And what Satan has done, he's he's done two things. He's kept us on the battlefield. Now listen to this. He's kept us on the battlefield when we should have been in the courtroom. Are you all with me? And he's also kept us thinking we're the ones in the wrong. Because if he can remind us of our behavior, we can't get free. And if we live our life focused on behavior... Now, let me tell you something. When you get under the blood and you start seeking the Lord, something begins to work on the inside of you. And some people may be fast and some people may be slow. But you start lining up to what he's saying eventually. The problem is, is we've tried to build churches to where if you just come in and do it like I do it, everything will be all right. You may not have got the same verdict. You may not need the same thing. People say to me, I'm up here dancing dance because I can't dance, but I can hop. And they'll say, well, you don't take all that. Maybe not for you. But I know what it's like to be a drug addict. I know what it's like for her to have to lift my head so I can breathe. I know what it's like to be so horrible. My sons are looking at me like, I don't want to be like you. I know what it's like to be the person that can't be the person I want to be and the person I see in my heart because I'm bound up by something. Then one day I ran into a righteous judge and I realized he said, you're free, and I just accepted it. We can't accept what he said because we think we got to go through some religious calisthenics. Well, if I just shout enough, if I just dance enough, acceptance is your key. We've written books. Are y'all okay? We've written books. We've got tape series. We've made millions of dollars on the gospel, but we've not ever told anybody, just accept it. Just accept the judgment that's been rendered on your behalf. Just accept that it's already yours. Is this making sense to you? So let me try to wrap this up. You cannot, listen, I gotta stay right here. I can't, can't move forward. She never spoke to her enemy. She spoke to the judge through her counsel. Y'all get that on the way home. The righteous judge is just waiting on somebody to bring the right precedent. Because if there's precedent, then we can follow that. The precedent was on the cross. Forgive them for they don't know what they do. He took, the Bible said there was no beauty left in him. He took on every single thing. Jesus went to the cross as a homosexual. He went to the cross as an AIDS victim. He went to the cross as a child rapist. He went to the cross as a murderer. He went to the cross as somebody with AIDS. He went to the cross with all of these, that's who Jesus was. He died this way. And that makes people so uncomfortable. But he had to let it die with him so it can die with you. And how do you make it die with you? You surrender to the judgment that was rendered that day. Well, preacher, I just, it sounds good, but, but what's the point of the resurrection? Because he had to lock it somewhere. Yeah, on, on your tongue is resurrection power. You are just like Jesus. And what you say, you will live in. And what you're saying is what you're living in. And if you're living your life, listen to me, if you're living your life talking about everybody else's problems, look at your life because you're living them. Most people like to run their mouth about everybody else because it takes their eyes off themselves. But the truth is, is when you look at yourself in the mirror, you know your flaw. And if we could just break both those mentalities to get you to understand that Jesus, listen, people get mad at me for saying this, but when God looks at this planet, he doesn't see you, he sees Jesus. Because you're covered in Jesus. You're supposed to be acting like Jesus. You're supposed to be talking like Jesus. But it's not a behavioral issue. It's a dominion issue. You weren't here to just take junk. You were here to take over. You've been given the opportunity to say it's already mine. I already have it. I surrender to it. Listen, I, like I said, have been um, under the caring hands of corrections officers. And and when that gun's pointed at you, it's easy. You ain't so bad. What is surrender? I for me that I was tough till that came out. Now it's over. Do you understand? That's all God's asking you to do is surrender to something more powerful than you. You don't have to enforce. Oh, are y'all getting this? Is this making sense? You don't have to enforce. You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. You don't have to remind God of how good you've been. You don't have to tell him your pain because he already knows it. You don't have to do all those things. What you have to do is go to the righteous judge and drive him nuts. The Bible says he didn't even know God and didn't regard man. But because she knew what she was doing... She did it the right way and she did it consistently. He relented and said, hey, get a lady what she wants. I'm going to ask you one question. I'm not, I'm not asking you this for you to, 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 to think anything other than I need to get this together in my life. How consistent are you with any of this? And then once you figure that out, you can stop blaming God for all your problems. Because he gave you all the answers. Well, pastor, I just, you know, I just don't see it that way. That's okay. You don't have to. However, if somebody gave you a million dollars and willed it to you, and then somebody looks at you and wants to take that million dollars from you and said, I just don't see it that way. There's going to be a fight on your hands. Jesus saw it that way because he saw you that way. Daniel chapter 7. I'm going to try to wrap up right here. I'm going to give it a good shot. Are you all learning anything? Yes. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 7. People say, Pastor, you, you stay in the New Testament. Let's, let's rightly divide the word all the way back to the Old Testament. See, because you got to understand that this was going on way before you got here. Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. I beheld till the thrones were cast down. The talking about uh, it's rightly divided by revelation and the ancient of days did sit it's talking about God whose garments was white as snow and the hair of his head uh, uh, like pure wool and his throne was like f- a fiery flame and his wheels uh, his uh, wheels are like burning fire a fiery stream issued and it came forth from before him listen ten thousands ministered unto him and ten thousands times ten thousands stood up the judgment Say judgment. Was set. And the books. Were open. See we like to preach that. That the book was open. It's the books. Listen. I want everybody right here. You are so special to God. First of all. That he sent Jesus to die for you. Once you're covered in that blood. This applies to you. The judgment. The was set through Jesus, your victory. And the books were opened. The books, say books. You understand it's plural. This ain't the Lamb's book of life we're talking about. It's the book that was written for the life He wanted you to live. You're all volumes. You're all novels. You're all a book. It's everything He wanted from your life, from the moment that He held you in His hand before He put you in your mother's womb and said, Tyler there's a whole life there Kaylee, Aaron here's her life see because God's a God of faith and the judgment was set so that no matter how bad you screwed up he would find a way to get you back there he's forever trying to get your story back and he gave you a judgment that you wouldn't have to put the effort for. Pastor, I just don't know how that works. Here it is. The Bible says ten thousands times ten thousands stood up before him. The righteous judge walked in and everybody stood and his mind was on you. And he had ten thousand of tens of thousands witnessing your life. And shouting for your life. And celebrating for your life. Now, here's the beauty of this tens of thousands and tens of thousands. Those are the ministering angels who know your life and are willing to help you get there. You just don't know how to use them yet. I'm painting a big picture really fast. I hope you all are getting this. Because what we've done is we've decided we have to put effort. You were never given a vision. Listen to me. You were never given a vision to go do it. You were given a vision to go speak it. And your life begins to line up. Listen, all of your issues, Jesus died with them. But Jesus also died as you, so you can live, so you can live out your book. I don't know what your book looks like. I have have in my life realized that I am a body that carries a soul, but I am a spirit. And I've realized that my spirit is forever connected. This book, and my soul is forever telling me I can't do it. And I've just decided I can. In my spirit, well, it's not that easy. Yeah, it is. You don't know what I've done. I just spent an hour telling you it don't matter. It don't matter what you've done. All that was put onto a cross. The prodigal son. We talked about this Wednesday night. But the prodigal son came home and his father ran to him and he covered him. He put his his robe on him. He put his ring on him. He put his shoes on him. They had a party for him. All of these things. But never once did he acknowledge his failure. Can I set you free this morning? Jesus is not calling you a sinner. Although we all were. Jesus is not saying, you nasty sinner, you need to come through the blood. He's saying, you are Who I've created you to be in my eyes. But come through the blood so I can help you get there. Amen. Stand to your feet all across this place. Come on up praise team. Come on up. Come on just bow your heads all across this place. As the praise team moves. Bow your heads all across this place. This is going to be a real simple call. If you're in this place and you say, Pastor Allen, I need Jesus in my life. I've walked away. You may not have understood anything I said today except for Jesus is good. You may not. You may. All you know is something is pulling you, that your heart is pounding out of your chest. You, nobody is going to make you embarrassed. I promise you, nobody's going to come pull you out. Nobody's going to make you come to the front. All I want to know is, Pastor Allen, I need Jesus. On the count of three. Just lift your hand up, put it right back down. One, two, three, all across the place. I see hands going up. Yep, you can put them right down. I see hands going up all across the place. Church, we're gonna all pray together and we're gonna see some people get saved. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. All those of you who raised your hands, say this with me. Church, join in. Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. I surrender to his goodness. I surrender to his life. Fill my heart, Lord. Talk to me. Teach me how to walk and walk out this righteous judgment. You are my counsel and I take what you say and I win because I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. People got saved today, church. Amen. Thank you Lord. Now what I want to do is this. This is what I want to do and then we're going to we're going to I know everybody's got to go see family and eat and, and people are traveling. I know all that so I'm not going to keep you much longer. But this is what I want to say. The Lord's not directed me to lay hands on anybody today. So we're not going to have a full-blown altar service, but I do want to say this. These words right here to be continued that's your book. Are you with me? That's your book and whatever you have been, see it amazes me that in situations like this, or or listen, I, I've been in situations when I, was, when I was back doing things I shouldn't have been doing, and somebody would put me in a situation where my life was threatened. Oh, I tell the Lord, hey, I'm gonna straighten up till that situation was over. People need something from the Lord, they straighten up, they act right. People, people, I'm talking about, hey, church people are the worst. Church people ain't diligent over nothing till they need something. But I'm telling you, there is a place where it's just you and him and your life lines up and your book opens up before you and your dreams begin to happen that's what I want for you amen so I'm going to pray for all of you and then we're going to get out of here today and I want you to understand listen, listen, right here listen, the resurrection was not just Jesus it was your book well, you know it's good God, bad devil I just took an hour and told you how that's wrong verdict has been rendered and you already got it amen so we're gonna pray and I want you just to accept that it's yours in the name of Jesus father we stand before a righteous judge we thank you that whatever it is we're dealing with whether it's depression whether it's sickness whether it's disease whether it's hurt pain whether we've lost something whether somebody's wronged us Lord whether we just deal with something and we're broken Your word says that you've rendered a verdict on our behalf that we are already free. So, Lord, we accept it in the name of Jesus. And listen to me, church. Listen to me. It is time for you to begin to enforce in your own words and in your own mouth and in your own home. I enforce my victory in Jesus' name. If you had the victory judgment of a million dollars, when you go write a check out of that account, you are enforcing the fact that you have it. So when you go to prayer and when you go before the Lord, your worship is enforcing your victory. You worship because you won. You worship because you have it. You worship because He's good. You worship because you're free. You worship because everything's been broken. And He's gone on your behalf to set you free. So, Lord, I pray over every situation in this place. I know there's many families. I know there's things that are hurting. I know there's pain. I know there's all these things that we can't just figure out. But the truth is, is you're good. You're good. The judgment's good. And we are free in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. Come on, say, I am free. Say, I accept it. I am free. I accept it. I am free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, have y'all learned anything today? Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Gathering folks, y'all get ready. Yo, yo, listen, we're going to be here a while. We make the mistake of hearing one message and getting fired up and thinking we got it. And the problem is, is, we have to learn to walk this out. So I want to say to all of you who are guests and visitors and travelers, thank you for being here. I hope if nothing else you understood how valuable you are that tens of thousands of tens and thousands. God said, he's mine. She's mine. Here's what I wrote about her. One more thing. Let me say this. I need to say this so you'll understand how valuable you are. That word books can also be translated to the word point. You realize God's sitting in heaven writing poems about you because that's how he feels about you we don't understand this word love we put this word love on cars and pizza I love pizza I love my dog y'all have no idea what real love is real love will make you break out to a song and grab your wife and dance in the kitchen with flour everywhere that's real love real love will love you when you an idiot Real love will keep going. Real love sees your book. Amen. Amen. Listen, have you learned anything today? Amen. Amen. Listen, ushers, come on to the front. We're going to give you an opportunity to sew, and then we're going to let you get out of here. We're going to let the praise team do their thing here in just a second. But just a real quick update. Um, for those of you who, who I asked and a lot of you have, uh, the Becoming Center will be up and running. Very, very soon. And I'm excited about having a place where the lives of men can change. Amen. Where they can begin to understand their book and their story and their poem and begin to be everything they're called to be. But also, let me say this one thing. And I'm just asking you to believe with me. That's it. Yesterday, with Outreach, uh, Danny called or sent me a text and he called me. We don't have a church van, but we found out yesterday if we had a van. He could fill that thing up a couple times on Sunday. People that want to be here but just can't. So just believe with me that God will provide a way for us to walk in that and get some transportation for these folks who just want to get to church. They just want to go to church. So we want to be able to do that too. Amen. So as you're sowing, just remember that you're sowing into that kind of heartbeat, the heartbeat that sees poems in people, that sees the value in people. and just wants to bring it out of them. Amen. Father, I thank you that as we sow today, as we give financially, as we release our tithe, first of all, we were never never supposed to keep the tithe. We release it because it's yours. And Lord, everything that we give in offering and everything that we give toward the Becoming Center, we thank you that every single budget is met. We thank you that you're pouring out on the lives of these people, that you're certainly blessing them in ways they didn't see coming. And their lives are absolutely changing for the good. In the name of Jesus, amen. Go ahead, gentlemen.